Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful souls, beautiful souls, beautiful souls. It is I, it is me, it is she. Guess what? It is her. And I have him back. This is quarter two of the year. He was here in quarter one. I had an, how do I say this? Um, an, Not an overwhelming. I had several people. I had a large amount of people request that I have him back at least quarterly to talk about relationships since he is my husband and he knows me better than most men on the planet. And he's just a being himself and a man and a black man in America. And he has insight to not only me, but himself and the world. And you liked what he had to say and you like how he had to say it. So without further ado, Denicio shoots everybody again. He's back. (laughs) Nicio. first and foremost, I want to thank you for even having me on. I know there are a lot of people that actually want to be uh, in the same room, having a conversation with you. It, I do not take this lightly at all. Aww. So I'd like to say thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. You're and, welcome. Uh, and for all those that want to find me, if you think I'm worth being found, Denicio Shoots, D-E-N-I-C-I-O Shoots. That is the handle. Holla at your boy when you feel ready. You are very welcome. And welcome to hashtag ISMPod. Go ahead, make fun of me. Say it. Say it. They <laughs> loved it. They loved it. Did they? They loved it. I'm not trying to do it. They loved it. You know, maliciously. Go ahead, mock me. It's Go just, ahead. it's just, hi, it's Coach Stephanie here. It's a life architect. And I'm going to get you all the way together. And you're listening to <laughs> ISMPod. You get on my nerves. It's clear. It's clear. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome back. As I said again, and I appreciate that you appreciate my time and my platform, even though you are my husband and live in this very apartment that I am recording in and record in every uh, other week. You understand the separation between church and state. You understand business and pleasure for us is something that we do not try to blur. We are married. We are a married couple. We also work together on several projects, but when we're in work mode we are not husband and wife we are employee employer we are partners depending on the role and that's how we roll what say you you want to be able to draw a line in the sand and establish boundaries rbc respect boundaries communication you want to be able to uh, you know draw some boundaries so initially when you're dealing with someone in your family, your husband, your wife, your uncle, mm-hmm. your sister, what have you, that you're working with. If you're blessed to be able to work with someone that's your family, it can take some time to learn what um, position you play. The boundaries are. The bound what the boundaries are, mm-hmm. what you can say, what you can't say, how you know how you perform, how you should not perform. Uh, that's all a learned uh, behavior. Uh, so it took me it took me some time, but I'm, I'm learning every single day, and and I, and I'm happy to uh, be able to see where B- BLCNY started from, Aww. see where it is, mm-hmm. see where it's going, and I can honestly say I was shooting in the gym. You surely have been shooting in the gym and you help me when my arm is tired and I can't make a shot. You hold my arm up. You hold me. You you bend that wrist. Again. You you make that shot for me. Again. And I always tell you, 
Um, so I'll put it on public record. I always tell him that no matter what happens between us, uh, because I'm realistic, not because I want us to separate, not because I want to get a divorce. I'm just not scared of divorce. And I always tell him, should things not work out between us and I make it because there's not a question that I'm going to make it. I'm, I am going to make it by my definition of make it. And when I do that, no matter where he is in my life, whether he is still my husband, whether he's one of my best friends, whether he's no longer speaking to me and on the other side of the world, he is going to be taken care of. And when I say taken cared, is it cared or care of? Taken care cared of. of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to make sure that he financially doesn't need or want for anything and whatever my finances can help him in whether that's emotionally physically um mentally i'm going to make sure that he has that because he has been mm, a vital part in my sanity he's been a vital part in my emotional stability he's been a vital part in my peace and he's also been a vital part in my (laughs) my chaos all of the above i want the record to show (laughs) ladies and gentlemen boys and girls you have the life architect Coach Stephanie, on record, <laughs> on digital tape. It's tape? Is that what we're doing? Digital. It's digital, baby. Yes. Yes. It's, but I don't have a problem. Like, they don't even have to rewind it. Like, that's just who I am. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, for the record, for the record. Let the record show. Let the record show that Coach Stephanie, the B-L-C-N-Y dot org lady herself just said she was going to take care of me whether or not we were together or not you and, don't and, believe and, me? And, and, see the people who, who cares about the people the people the people them will nor i mean naturally have a, a you know the rock's eyebrow at this point in time which is fine their eyebrows raised at my statement real hard real Why? hard real Why? hard which is, i don't want to be cardi b's first boyfriend <laughs> You know, you mean like the one that right before she popped, that he was the in jail was and in she jail. was, yeah, she was she trying was to, the first and she was, yeah, she was trying, and then, and then the rocket went off. Boom. And he was, he was Gone. left behind. Here's the Gone. thing. My rocket wouldn't go off without, I don't even know how to say this. My rocket wouldn't go off without a spark from you. Understood. I, I and I appreciate that and. And unfortunately, a lot of things uh, in the world, uh, I like to debate and argue with folks. And usually at the end of my debate sentence, I say, I say, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Debate your mother. Uh, debate me. Okay? I, what I usually say is, you're probably right in terms of what we're debating about. Mm-hmm. I, unless I'm in those shoes, you know, unless I'm in those shoes, maybe the, maybe my thoughts change. So when there's money involved, you know, when when I when I, you know, just I'm just you know putting out there when, when there are millions and millions of dollars involved. Mm-hmm. I think, and now it's a matter of the pie. Well, somebody listen. bringing out the the pie slicer and saying, "Well, all right, well, Coach Coach Stephanie, seeing that you're Coach Stephanie." You're gonna get ninety nine percent of this damn pie right here. Just right. but I, I feel like money shouldn't change you. It should change your circumstances, mm, right? Should, and should. and I also don't believe that a lot of people understand reverence. I have reverence for you, and reverence is a deep respect for someone or something. The highest esteem, the highest regard. 
um, no matter whatever happens with us, my, my, the level of reverence I have for you and what you were able to bring to my life and the, the teachings that you were able to bestow upon me and what you allowed me to teach you, that, that's priceless. So I don't have to have a ring on my finger from you to find a way to bless you for your reverence during the time that I was building, customizing and designing my life and the life of others. King Denicio, it, it, you make me sound so regal. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> King Denicio will be walking around with a crown really soon. Looking uh, like you have no right. Well, I don't want to look like him. No, you always said that when you get money, you're not going to worry about like, you know, getting fresh every day. I follow. I picked that up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will be in a robe and slippers walking Egyptian and, tr- cotton and, robe. And, and, and just trolloping everywhere. Just yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's going to be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, Denicio is here to mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. relationships. You mentioned RBC, which was our summer. Uh, last summer, we had a video series that I put on my YouTube page, RBC, Rebe- Respect Boundaries and Communication. Do you think we should bring that back for the summer? Yeah, I think it'll it'll serve a purpose. And, and when what I say, purpose? well, good question. Now. The age that I'm at right now, uh-huh. looking at you know more, more you know you certain just, age, certain age, certain the, the age of what what do they say? Um, what do the women say? Uh, a woman of a certain age, right? You're, you're a man I'm of a, a certain man age. of a certain age, and uh, Are you, you know I'm looking what that age is. No, okay. I'm looking at <laughs> uh, my morality, mm. Nipsey's mm. Nipsey's passing, and it seemed like Nipsey was about service. Okay, so. Being of service is something we talk about here. Being of service. So mm-hmm. I think with our RBC segment, we're providing a service, providing ability to uh, share common practices mm-hmm. where, you know, hopefully someone can quite possibly use that particular practice in their uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's not supposed to be uh, specifically you know, girl, boy, boy, girl. It could be any relationship, any father, love, mother, yes. any, any, anytime any type of relationship. Is, yes. Anytime respect, boundaries, and communication are needed. Anytime love is connecting you. Anytime those things are a factor, that is what it's for. So I'm going to put the link to my YouTube channel uh, so that they can see the respect, boundaries, and communication episodes from last summer. It's Fabulous. our car series. Mm. Uh, we Every time we drove somewhere in the summer, we're always out, whether we're going to Sunday Beach Day, with the family, whether him and I are just taking a drive, whether we're running errands, we decided to do it in the car and um, it, it, it had great feedback, but we just stopped it after the summer. So I decided, so it'll be a summer series and we'll bring it back and people seem to resonate with it. And then a lot of people are visual learners. So they got Absolutely. to see us yeah. versus hear us. They got to see our interaction, our body language, um, our nonverbal cues, which are important. And I believe it helps a lot of people when they see it. So having you here for all my auditory learners is also another form of RBC, Respect Boundaries and Communications. So I want to get into some things that people talk about with me or ask me about relationships with you. You cool with that? Let's do it. Okay, so recently we just celebrated our ninth wedding anniversary. We got married nine years ago this year and we got married. Would you say we got married young? I would say. No, depends on what your definition of young is. I say 29, 30 is young. Okay, somebody would say 17 to 16 is young. Okay, I don't mean an adolescent. I mean just young. 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 Okay, Mm -hmm. young because, yeah, I think that's Relative is your your call. For me, I define that Mm -hmm. as young. So now knowing what you know now nine years later, as a husband, 
What is the definition of a husband to you now versus what it was when you got married nine years ago? The definition of a husband now versus nine years ago would be um, now I look at being a husband, uh, first and foremost, leader of your household. So that's that's the leader of the household. That's first and foremost. And then the second part of that is uh, leading the charge. (laughs) <laughs> leading That's what so leading the charge leading leading in terms of where the household's going mm-hmm. what direction is the household going it, it obviously a lot of i ask you to get specific because okay. i think a lot of the Talk problem mm-hmm. in relationships mm-hmm. are we have these general generalities these right. blanket statements and these societal and generational pass down definitions of what a husband or wife or child or friend, you know, is supposed to be. So I believe that marriage is customizable. You believe that marriage is customizable, am I correct? Right. So when I ask these questions to get into detail, this platform is to kind of break down those generic definitions because a lot of people are suffering in their relationships, whether they're boyfriend, girlfriend, situationships, bae, husband, wife, because they don't really have a clear understanding or know how to define what their role and title is for themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, well, again, so just let me peel it back again. Leader. Mm-hmm. It, you, you, whether it's you and another person, human being in your household and you're committed to that person. Uh, when I say leader, you we're talking about direction of the household, paying the bills, support mentally and emotional, uh, excuse me, obviously mental emotion, emotionally, mental financial emotional is not e- obvious though. Oh, okay. I'm glad yeah. You yeah, said yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not an obvious thing for men. F- f- right. So financially, um, having a conversation, whether you, need help in actually being the leader financially or leading in communication. There are a lot of things that can make you a husband, uh, a husband, you know, um, but everyone's definition is is different. Yes. Um, But I I feel it's a learned trait too. There are people that are in relationships that are stagnant and there are people in relationships that are growing and there are people in relationships that are taking steps back. So how did you grow as a husband? Back to the original question from when you first became a husband at a young age to now more seasoned. I think, I think it had a lot to do with me not thinking marriage is just a box. Mm, And what box was that? It was just a box. Whatever box I was told it was supposed to be. And what box were you told? Uh, so the woman doesn't work. The man works. Uh, you know, man brings home the bacon. Mm-hmm. The man doesn't doesn't do laundry. He doesn't cook. He doesn't Nothing clean. Domestic. He doesn't do anything domestic. Uh, that's all for the woman. Uh, woman, you know, take care of the kids. All all of that traditional role. was a traditional box. Mm-hmm. I, I come, my parents are traditional as well, uh, but both parents work. Both parents yeah, work. I was just about so to say, for, not really. So, so they they have traditional aspects to their aspects marriage. to their marriage. Having stated stated that, you you get into a marriage and you realize things don't have to be what other people suggest they need to be. Things need to be how they are in your household. How are you and your mate respecting what you're, you know, what you're doing together? That's important. That's more important than what's going on outside of the relationship. I agree. I agree. Um, 
you mentioned box, you mentioned your parents having a traditional relationship Mm -hmm. and it wasn't traditional in the sense that your mother didn't work. Mm -hmm. It was traditional in every other sense though, that the traditional male um, role was this and the wife's role was that your father didn't do certain things. He wasn't the emotional parent. He wasn't the nurturer, so to speak. He was the financial provider and at times the discipline, unless mommy went over him with her discipline rules, right? So mommy regulated the house. <laughs> oh, brother, that just reminded me of like three beatings I didn't deserve. Yeah, well, and, three. And, and, and to the audience, where are you from? For the audience that doesn't know. Ghana, Africa. Ghana, Africa. So you didn't only have a traditional, um, uh, almost traditional upbringing. You also had the aspects of Ghanaian culture, strict Ghanaian culture that you grew up with. So that played a factor in how you looked at the male and woman role too, because your parents and your first generation African-American, am I correct? Correct. So they are from Ghana, born and raised, and you were raised here. Correct. Born and raised here. Born and raised. Right. So your first generation African-American, they are, as people like to say, Ghanaian, Ghanaian. (laughs) (laughs) Double, double. their upbringing was completely different. We're talking... No city life. We're talking hut life, right? I'm not even trying to be funny. What no, I mean, what are Jordans? Right. What are, what is what are shoes that are not sandals? Right, well, what is what is having clean water in your house that you don't have to walk two miles to get every day? Well, so their upbringing was different. So what it took for them and how they defined husband and wife are completely different, and is still completely different from their African American son who was born and raised here. Now you admit that you brought or tried to bring. Uh, some of the the definitions and the roles that they instilled in you or that you watched into our marriage. Would you agree? Well, the objective was uh, I have a girlfriend. She's about to be my wife. So by law, she's mine. <laughs> um, at that point, um, does my girlfriend just spin into the title of wife and then everything continue as is? Does my girlfriend now wife now have new ambitions where she, you know, doesn't want to commit to what we've already established. Now she's growing. Right. These are things that I had to learn um, over the nine years of our relationship, married relationship. I had to learn. um, I had to learn that it's not going to be the same. The expectation. I had an expectation of it being the same for forever forever right right and um it was um kind of a false false thought process because no one's you get similar people stay similar but you know no one stays exactly the same Mm -hmm. for the duration of their life on this earth i I agree um in case the audience doesn't know and if he doesn't want me to say this i will edit it out but we're in marriage counseling Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't. Okay. We're in, mar- <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> We're in marriage counseling. We have a great therapist, great PhD therapist. She is real raw. And uh, as someone who works in emotional health, I am very picky about who I allow into my emotional and mental space, especially as a couple. And I, I'm pleased with Dr. Judy. And Dr. Judy is working with you and me on certain things. And you touched on one thing she's working with you on, the expectation of keeping the old Stephanie or the original Stephanie that you met. Yeah, this BLC and Y Stephanie, man, let me tell you. Woo, child. <laughs> 
you, no, we don't. We don't have time. Don't play with me. We don't have. We don't. <laughs> don't play with you. Wait, wait. When was I playing with you? Don't, don't play I don't. With I'm me. not. You ain't even let. I, I, this is my show. I'm, you ain't even let me get my question out. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Shut your bitch ass up. You see, that's some, something else we working on. How I talk to him. Look at his face. <laughs> Look at his face. Listen, there are times we're out and people think we're arguing, but we're just sparring with each other. And do you remember me talking to you and saying, I think people think like we fight? Yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, we, we, uh, the, okay. If we knew, okay, Spanish, okay, one thing. If we were arguing with each other in Chinese, People wouldn't know, unless people knew Chinese, they wouldn't know what was going on. The right. language we, our English language that we have. So if I'm like saying, like what I just said to you, like shut your bitch ass up. Somebody would think I'm disrespecting you, and your normal rebuttal would be, "Oh, word, <laughs> that's what we doing." <laughs> I'm a bitch ass. <laughs> word, you'd be right. like, "Shut up, or I snatch your wig off your head." Something like that. Uh, you know, it depends on the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I may just laugh it off. It depends mm-hmm. on how, how how quick it comes back. Mm-hmm. I may find it funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I may say something. To, I've said something many times and somebody looked at me like, somebody yes. looked at you was like, oh, you, you gonna, gonna let him talk to me like that? And yeah. I'm laughing like, please, ain't yeah. nobody paying him no money. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I probably said something like, yo, I'll push you down the stairs. Yes. Like, I'll say something <laughs> like that like, and I won't laugh. I just will just be dead face. And I was like, yo, I'll just put you down, I'll put you down the stairs and we'll pick you up. And they think it's And won't call 911. And, and they're looking at me like, and I'm just looking at them like, but you in my business. Yeah, but we're out in public. That's so I told him our banter, our couple's banter, our comfortable banter is not, you know, something that many people understand because it's our code. No, exactly. Right. It's our code. But Judy understands our code, I feel. Like, yeah, Dr. Sure. Judy, I feel like she didn't sure. say, like, should I call the cops here? I feel no. like she was just no. like, this is the way you guys love on each other and talk to each other. You're very comfortable with each other. Yeah. Um, but she is working with us on certain things, and she's working with you on letting go of the Stephanie you originally met day one. Mm-hmm. And can you talk about how difficult it is for a man to accept his woman changing? Because I feel like we have to own that men have certain parameters and certain things that they need to stay in place as do women. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Other well, you, well, you, you know, unless you look talking about the Chris rock analogy, women cannot go back financially. financially men, men cannot, cannot go, go back, back sexually. sexually. Yes. If you're talking about that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's, you have to talk to, this is how I did it, fellas. I, I literally was talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I would ask Which myself. Is very healthy. I would ask myself questions, not out loud, but I would ask myself questions like, "All right, that's new. Is that a big deal? <laughs> right? Is that you know? Is that a big deal? And there, there are things that are, there are big deals that we're discussing. So, can you give me uh, an example of what's a big deal and what's not a big deal? And first, let's acknowledge how difficult change can be. In any situation, not just marriage and relationships, change is tough because we're so married to comfort. We get, we get, we dig our heels into comfort. We like what we like. But even your favorite comfortable pair of shoes, the sneakers, eventually will be worn out and you will eventually have to get a new pair. And if we look at comfort as something that is temporary, 
I think it makes it easier for people to let go and allow change to flow. We always talk about we want abundance now. We want to be in alignment. But alignment does not mean that everything is going to stay the same. I might be in alignment because something new is on the horizon and I get to embrace it and change it um, and change with it and adapt and grow with it. Though it's not easy, it's doable. And sometimes I believe change is not easy because we keep saying it's not easy. Mm. We keep telling ourselves we keep telling ourselves that this is hard because it's new or this is hard because it's different. And if we always talk about doing our mind work and if we always talk about words mean things and manifesting and speaking it into existence, then we speak hardships into existence as well. So if all I'm saying is this change is difficult. This is hard. Change it sucks. Oh my God, fuck my life. This is just so even when we type it, even on our Twitters and Instagrams, if we're always typing it's difficult for the new to get settled in my skin in my house in my home in my relationship guess what it's gonna be difficult what do you think about that no i think it's a great point um we've been discussing um changes Mm -hmm. and, and new opportunities previous and um and every time in my you know my 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 life every time i was um dreading a change that mm-hmm. that I knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I, I learned early on because I would just like literally worry myself into like a little ulcer, anxiety. Uh, yeah, sure. And I w- I got to a point where I was just like, if you can't control it, somebody may have said said it to me, or I may have picked it up. If you can't control it, don't worry about it. You can't worry about something you cannot physically control. You Lord, can't help me accept you, the things that I cannot you, change. There you go. Yes. You can't. You can't move these pieces. Right. So don't stress your brain over it. Right. Um, so having that thought process has helped me a lot with transitioning to a new high school, transitioning to a new college, transitioning to a new job. Second job, third mm-hmm. job, fourth mm-hmm. job, fifth job, sixth <laughs> transitioning, <laughs> transitioning, yeah, yeah, transitioning to um, a person that's my family, wife, cousin, brother, sister, transitioning to a new thought, a new way of thinking and saying, okay, this is where we're going. Okay, I have some reservations, mm-hmm. uh, but we're gonna see where we're gonna go. And the thought, the the the, the talk of, oh, this is gonna be bad off rip. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't. I don't have Your that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that because I. Most of the times, it's never been that. Most of the times, I'm like, this is going to be the worst experiences. The with two e's. The <laughs> worst experience. <laughs> Of my life. You're and pretty then, much a positive person for everybody yeah, else. For yourself. For myself. I'm talking myself down. I'm talking. You, I'm like, we about to, is real. We're about to dive in this pool of uh, of, 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 of thumbtacks. And you don't verbalize it like most men. No. You don't. You To no. me, you will. But it, by the time you verbalize it to me, it's it's anxiety. It's anxiety. It's like at an all time high. But I'll see it and I'll ask you. Sure, um, sure, sure, also, sure. Well, that's the coach in me and, you know, the wife in me also. And there's just a human being in me that connects and, and, and empathizes and can feel that something's off. Um, but generally, when it comes to you, you know, that's something else Judy's working with you on. Just understanding how you feel as a man and a black man moving in this world. Do you mind sharing what you say or what you said to her and what you've told me often about not feeling seen or worthy in outside and putting that on me to see you? Um, so what I said was, 
as a dark-skinned black man on this earth for a period of time, it is troubling when I leave the house and you look around and there are places that you, you're looked at. Who? You talking um, about me? No, I'm, I'm talking about when I leave the house. Okay. And I go out into the society. Okay. There are places where I go uh-huh. and I'm looked at as um, a, uh, a new fish in a fishbowl. You're looked at as a weapon, number one. You can that weapon. Let's call uh, thing a thing. We- whether it's wep, whether it's whether it's fear, mm-hmm. whether it's confusion. Mm-hmm. Why are you here in a suit? You're <laughs> a well dressed, educated black man. Is it so? It's so, so, you, so yeah. So fishbowl, and then um, you know you want to come home and not not receive that. So whether it's your mate, whether it's your family member, you're not getting the uh, type of Um, the type of attention as you as a woman as a woman that's beautiful would go out into the street wearing literally the dirtiest jeans in your do-rag and then like little mascara across your across (laughs) your face like an x you could walk out and morning beautiful Want me to get you some dunkin donuts so me would it would it be fair to say because of course, we're articulating it differently now than we are in therapy. When I heard you tell her that, and you've told it to me before privately, but for some reason, when things come out in therapy, it just it hits different, right? When I heard you say that, I felt like, does he understand that I hear that he's jealous of me? As far as the, not me as a being, but the attention that I get and the light skin privilege that I I know that I'm aware that I have that I do not deny that I use to uplift my people and give, um, you know, things to people who don't have access to my light skin privilege or as you we always talk about pretty privilege. I've been considered a beautiful woman, so I've heard. So I understand that I have two privileges. I have the privileges of beauty and I have the privileges of being a light skinned woman in America. So I feel like when you talk about when you go out into the world, which is true and how they see you and some people weaponize you. And if they don't weaponize you automatically because of your beautiful chocolate skin, they want to question, why does he have on Cole Hans? Why is he so well dressed? How can he articulate himself so well? So you're never in a place where you're just simulate. You're never in a place where you're just you walk in and you're just automatically worthy. Only time I felt that way is when I was landed in Ghana, Africa. When you went home to literally the motherland, you told me, you said, babe, I just don't feel like I have to fight to fit in here. You just felt home. You say, you say, it's a feeling that I cannot describe. And you don't have that every day. So when you say that I have that every day, and then you told Dr. Judy, you know, I expect her to give me more affection and more this and more and more and more because I don't get it outside. And I told you that that's heavy pressure for me to give you what the world doesn't give you as mm-hmm. your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt you were saying, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. that you were jealous of the privileges that I have and receive because, and the things I receive because of the privileges. Well, yeah. E- e- jealous of beauty privilege? No. I know what I saw when I saw you the first time. <laughs> So that I have no jealousy whatsoever. I knew what I saw. It's, uh, yes, maybe jealous of the privilege as a woman that you get confirmation every day as being wanted. Whether 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 you're wanted by a, a guy with no teeth. Oh. Or whether you're wanted by the banker with the Maserati driving down the street. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're wanted. 
And you don't feel as, wanted when you walk out the door. As a man, number one, you don't, you, you don't, unless you're, you're, unless other men can give me examples of when you're, you're getting attention, um, hit on. yeah, attention, hit on, flirt, etc. Um, you're not uh, receiving these types of things unless you have a a a, a, a work wife, right? Mm. Or unless you have right, unless you have that. Shout out to your work wife, your ex work wife. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for holding him down all them years. You mad cool with me too. You know what I find is so interesting about that? What? What? That it doesn't bother let me? Let me go through it, fellas, right? You could have a work wife. If she's ugly, it's cool. Absolutely. Let's 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 keep it 100, right? So that, well, that, I don't that, think that, your last work wife was ugly. That's neither here nor there. She just is not your type, so I'm that's, not worried. That's neither here nor there. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, uh, when it comes to the work wife, mm-hmm. how come you can't have work sisters? You can. That's a great point. Everybody's talking about work wife dance, work wife that. And I'm just like, wait, so we just can't have another sibling, black woman who sees another black man in this office that is predominantly run by non-blacks. Right. Okay. And she said, you know what? He seems nice. Right. Let me go over there and talk to him, see where he's from, see what he's about. And if he's nice, I'll roll with him. If he's not, F him. And nine times out of ten, because I'm smooth and debonair. Smooth and debonair. I, 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 I attract friends. You sure do. So nine times out of ten, and it just so happens she may look good. All right. of a sudden, She's I got a work wife, you know not what? a work sister. You just dragged me to growth. You just literally took my collar and dragged me across this floor to growth. You are absolutely right. Why does it have to be a wife and not a sibling? Not I know a sister? why. I know what? why. Tell me. I know why. Let's... Well, the people say men and women. Life coach Denicio, put me on. Most people say most people say men and women can't be friends without something sexual. So I think that's the attachment to the wife aspect of it, and also you're at work eight hours some people nine ten twelve hours a day more than you are actually with your actual wife so that component feeds into the wife as well listen y'all just pissing on your hydrant and i don't mind it baby just just to Who's a little to just, just a little bit to a little extent i mean if you want to <laughs> if you want to you know i mean you throw a little jabs in here and there and be like oh word that's your work wife tell that tell boo boo i said what up if you, you want to throw a little like, jabs in bring her to dinner it, see see but you you see? you know it doesn't bother me oh no 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 what I, I literally laugh at it and I actually pull up I am not even pull up I'm actually grateful that somebody's looking out for you when I'm not around that's all I'm, right. I'm legitimately happy that you have someone you can connect with whether they have a vagina or not somebody said I need to speak to your wife and you said who needs to speak to me I said wait a minute yeah cause this is the other a way mi- around wait a what minute. do you need to speak to so, me for cause maybe they're Reaching out to say you got a good husband on your hands. I'm aware. He, he, all the men come in here. They Google and Google me. They they undress me with their eyes, and oh. he comes in with his head down, and he looking at me. looking at his shoes and puts up a peace sign. I'm totally lying. That's not what I do. <laughs> that's a reach. Well, boo boo, that's not because of you. So that's because he was raised with respect. He yeah, treats yeah. women with respect. He looks yeah. them in the eye, not in the boob. Depends on the boob. But keeping it one we we segued really quick we, we can have a whole separate episode about work wives but you said something that hit me when you w- we were talking about the work wives normally you said um that you're suave and demonair people just genuinely like you and why is it a problem if a quote-unquote work wife or work sister likes you why is it a one- problem is she if she's a wife as opposed to a sister okay whatever it is you just yeah. said that somebody's attracted to you somebody oh, okay. finds okay. your 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 everything worth My being everything. around okay right but we right before we segued into work wife we right. were talking about how you don't feel worthy when you go outside but yet you have people clamoring to be your friend 
so you are worthy when you step out the door. But because it's not in a wife capacity or a sexual capacity, I feel like you don't feel worthy because you're not being hit on by this woman. She's more of your sister. Maybe, um, maybe. But, I, you know, there are times where uh, and I'm not talking about look, I, I'm not talking about uh, 24, 7, 365, you know, maybe on you know Christmas when we do the secret, you know, secret Santa <laughs> and I bring in the, you know, the cookies. Then maybe, yeah. you know, I, I get some no attention candles, like, no oh, jewelry. yeah. Oh, thanks. Nope. Uh, thanks for clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you. You 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 I look think you're at craving the sexual at, attention it by being hit on. I, I'm me. I'm just I'm just a matter of attention, and when I see it, and it's it's, it's very just it's for, attention. You're getting attention. Allow me to retort without you talking over me. No, please. it's my show. Okay. When you are looking and 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 excuse me, when you're lacking something after mm-hmm. a period of time, and you are you know, there's a drought. And you see it happening outside. Mm-hmm. You you try you start to reflect and say, "Well, what happened? What happened inside? What, what's going on?" Um, so, in reference to the, in reference to me um, going out and feeling a certain type of way, and then coming home and not receiving it, that mm-hmm. was that was the direct, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That was a direct uh, conversation we had um, in in therapy where that. Where I was explaining, like, hey, look, um, I think, and, and that goes with change, adjustment. The new Stephanie is a coach, and she's a life coach, and she works, and she edits, and she, and she does podcasting. She's a speaker. She's a she. She does party with parties with purposes. And, so and cute she, that you know my and services. She's, as many times you said this shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You 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 do all these. I retain. Mm, yeah. Make them memorize. You, I retain. I you, like it. You do you do all these things. Uh, the expectation is you're not going to Have be the, the time. same, the mm-hmm. time or the same person. Mm-hmm. So it's an adjustment period. I um, just want to make sure time is very valuable and I understand that. So I just want to make sure that the time that we do have. Mm-hmm is being utilized and uh, and we're both able to, you know, take that time to say, Oh, we haven't seen each other for, you know, a day or two, you know, say what up. My affection toward him has gone down. If you read it between the lines, Um, he's not feeling the love like he used to feel when I was just Stephanie. Um, When we met, I was 20 something. I was high every day, all day. We partied like rock stars together. Oh my God, I smoked what? Three to four blunts a day. We would smoke two nut blunts a night together. I'd smoke one before work. The, the words high. the words that are coming out of Coach Stephanie's does not, does not reflect <laughs> Denisio Shoots or his affiliates. Whatever. Whatever. We're talking about over a decade ago. We were, we met and we were partying hard and that girl was numb. And a lot of my partying was to numb a lot of my childhood traumas, a lot of my pain, a lot of my daddy issues, my abandonment issues. And I didn't know that then. I thought I was just having a good time, which I was. But we was hitting the New York party scene like hard. If you was in New York and you were at Babaloo's and you were at Eugene's and you were at Strata and you were at Limelight, you were at Noche, we was there. Like we were partying 
every day, all day, after work, happy hours, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I remember getting fresh off a plane with my sister and my friend, and we went straight to Eugene's. I was tanned. We just got home a few hours ago, maybe slept a few hours, and it was Friday night, and Beanie Man was going to be at Eugene's over in the Flatiron District, and we couldn't miss it. And we just left and got up again. Like, there was no sleep, and there was no responsibility. And that girl that he met, and Mary didn't have a purpose. The woman that he is with now is purpose-filled, and she's different. However, I have to respect and understand that change in this aspect is difficult for him, especially being the, um, the uh, is it regimented? Is that how you say it? Like you have a regiment. Like you are the type of person who, you're a routine guy. Sure, sure, sure. Your, your routine, pretty much when he comes home every day, unless he has an event, unless he's taking pictures or videography, being a videographer for somebody, when he comes home, he pretty much has the same routine. When we go out, he pretty much eats the same things. He's pretty much... I like... He like what he likes. What I like. Yeah, he likes what he likes. So the fact that he liked the numb girl... The fact that he liked the party like a rock star girl, the fact that he liked the girl who didn't have purpose, it was difficult to start accepting the woman who does have purpose and accepting how she moves in her purpose. And he was feeling left out and he was feeling like, I don't feel the love and the connection and the intimacy. And I'm not getting the amount of sex that I used to get from the party like a rock star girl that I'm now here with this purposeful woman and I had to really accept that in therapy and I think and you tell me if I'm wrong I think that in therapy I don't I don't go there to attack you I think if anything I'm like he's right he's right he's right well it wouldn't well I'm not gonna allow an environment well I'm gonna get attacked I've (laughs) had years and years of that growing up and I will not allow it at this point in my I hear that my my stage of life so right no um, well whether you allow it or not I don't do it was what I'm saying 100% yeah you say a a place of respect and communication in a room and you know communication also uh, grows you learn how to communicate, you learn how to talk, and you at least you try to. Right. You try to learn how to not speak to somebody without uh, pressing their buttons. You know, I mean, we're, we're at a point where a raised eyebrow can cause an issue or a. Uh, or a uh, or you mean a, a conf- point in the world? Or a conf- No, I'm talking about our relationship, whether where we, you know, we can have a conversation. I'm talking about being able to handle, have a communication skill. Mm hmm. Without getting mad at little me, things, little things oh, okay. like sarcastic statements or, uh, you, you know, you sucking your teeth or me rolling my eyes or you saying I'm over this and walking away or me saying me not saying anything. <laughs> you just looking at you like me a blank screen. Just look at you looking like, looking at you like a blank screen. Who didn't who press control delete? I um, but I'm happy because I'm I'm learning how to communicate better, and it's not just with my my mate is with everybody with people Mm -hmm. i'm learning how to communicate better and and being able to speak my needs i've had i've had difficulty speaking my needs and i think with maturity with help and with conversation i've gotten to a point where i'm i'm able to uh, speak my needs what i want and and not be embarrassed about it or sorrowful Mm. um it's okay to feel what you're feeling because you you have the right my god you sound like Uh, me 
Yeah. <laughs> I've worn I've worn on you. Yeah. 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 How does so, it feel to be like one of my first clients without even knowing? Well, you mentioned earlier when you uh, mentioned, you know, us getting together and, and what you expected a wife and, and mm-hmm. uh, so tools, tools are tools are important. And when you don't have the tools, you're not you're not familiar with what how you're supposed to do things. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of these kids right now, and I say kids because they're younger than me, mm-hmm. um, by a decade or you know, fifteen years. Uh, these kids are out here in in relationships, and they're coming from previous relationships where they may not be fully aware that what they're doing is problematic mm-hmm. or very, very abusive right. or very, very. Um, um, unhealthy you know, unhealthy yes. or ambiguous where they're not clear so unless you have the tools you'll continue that same cycle with that relationship with the next relationship absolutely with the next relationship. it's called generational curses yeah, you, you pass don't know, it down yeah, but you don't know also too you don't know the baggage you don't know the baggage until someone says someone tries and says hey you know you may want to look look at that hey but we're in such in such a resistant culture even you were resistant i mean we're in therapy now but you even you admit like it took forever like we were on the verge of divorce because i was just like you're so resistant to anything that's unlike your upbringing and i think i don't know when i cracked that egg for you i remember telling you that though your parents are amazing they also failed you. And you looked at me one day like, what did she just say about my holy mommy and daddy? And I said, listen, your father's amazing. Very disrespectful. Your father's amazing, but your father emotionally failed you. Your mother's amazing, but she emotionally failed you. You are stoic. You are cold. I remember I was calling you robotic. And I was like, you do not know how to feel. You are a very logical person, which is good. You're emotionally intelligent, but love has nothing to do with logic. And sometimes that is a problem. No, no, no. Absolutely. But here's the thing. I felt for a long time, guys, I felt that Denicio was judging uh, who I was because I am or wasn't nowhere near as emotionally intelligent as I am now. I'm very reactive. I come from, as you guys know, and for the new listeners who don't know, I am an Afro-Latina from New York City. We pop off whether it's my black side or my light-skinned black side my latina side you know both of them pop all the way off and i'm very reactive in emotions first and logic 10th not even second logic is 10th thinking is 10th and he comes from thinking first second third and fourth and again when you look at his parents upbringing versus my parents upbringing you understand why we are who we are but i started to tell him once i started to do my work and once this purpose woman started to emerge when we were developing and in, you know, the early years of our marriage, I started to tell him, like, you're very, you know, you, you're judging me for being emotional, but there are some places where my emotion is needed and some places where your logic is needed. It's a balance. Uh, and that was where we met in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, we have uh, many, um, many things in common and we yes. have many things not, not in common. common. So he think we crazy. We hmm. And what's funny is. People who are logical think people who are emotional are crazy because, you know, we're passionate, we're loud, we scream, we fight, we cry, we yell, we speak our needs, we're brave, we don't care, we're just going to get it off our chest. And I don't think that any part of it is crazy or any side of it because I could easily say, well, you're crazy because you don't talk, you don't communicate, you're silent, you're, 
you know, what's wrong with you. And I think dismissing people because they're not like us is a huge problem in relationships. And before we wrap this up, I wanted to talk about that really quickly because I was on line recently talking to uh bj shout out to bj you guys have been hearing me mention him a lot because i'm really really obsessed with his podcast i think it has great content and great quality and um he had an episode of his podcast i think it was featuring uh the wash god and it was called it was entitled good in every hood and it really had me thinking through the whole entire thing, but there was something, oh, by the way, the name of the podcast is Change the Subject Podcast, so you can check that out. He said something to his guests, something to the effect of how his woman, um, let me find the tweet. Oh, I quoted it. He said something and he finished this, he finished the sentence by saying, <clears throat> she still sees me as current BJ. So he was referring to being open and honest with his woman about his past being open and honest with her about the things he did to women, the relationships he was in, and maybe some other stuff. And I tweeted to him that his girlfriend was fantastic because she understands that we are not defined by the worst thing we have ever done. And I love that. And it made me think of you because when you met me, the week you met me, I had a fist fight. <laughs> And we were supposed to go out on a date and I couldn't go because I threw my back out because of this fist fight. And I was in pain and I had to have my mom like come and rub me down with like mama ointment and tussing and stretch my back and stuff because we was like throwing each other against walls and floors and stuff. And this is a man who didn't come from that kind of background. And I thought he was going to leave me. I thought this dude just met me and I'm out here brawling like it's nothing he calls me and instead of being embarrassed I'm like yo my nigga let me tell you what just happened son. <laughs> word on God on God on God words to everything my nigga like I'm a be I'm a careless bitch like she think this where I'm gonna slice her throat nigga like I'm gonna get my blade out the oh my brass knuckles with a knife like it was <laughs> On everything I love. And you know when you clap the hands on everything I love, my nigga, I'm a killer. Like, I was losing my mind. And this guy just stood quiet on the phone and was like, what? What happened? And I'm just like, well, he's a new dude. I just met him a few weeks ago. He's not going to stay around. And instead, he said, well, I'll bring you some lunch on my lunch break because he worked in my area. And I was just like, really? Oh, okay. And then other things happened that were violence-related because... <laughs> because that's just how I roll like I tell y'all the righteous ratchet queen the evolved purposeful woman that you know as your coach as your mother unicorn will put these hands and these paws and she has worked on keeping these paws to herself because that was her default setting and he didn't judge me and early on a few months after that we were getting kind of serious and he was staying over at my apartment and I had one out with my girlfriends this is all alleged none of this really happened this is alleged hmm. and I'm just gonna cut that short and just say um, a robbery took place allegedly i'm not gonna tell you who robbed and what was robbed long story short the next morning woke up hungover he's like hey how was your night with the girls and i proceed to fill him in on the night's events the alleged events and i thought he was gonna leave he's only known me a few months we chilling we're getting into boyfriend and girlfriend mode but we're not really boyfriend and girlfriend 
yeah, he's staying over. But after I tell him what I did last night, he's not going to want to be with me. And till this day, no matter what I tell this man, how I tell him, not that he condones my fuckery. Hmm. (laughs) Hell no. Absolutely not. He refuses to tell me anything that makes me feel like I am the worst thing I've ever done. He refuses to tell me anything that doesn't encourage me, um, that doesn't propel me to growth, and that doesn't see me for who I am now. So even now, if I share a story that I haven't shared with him about my youth, he'll just look at me and speak to me as the woman that I am now, not the girl that I was telling him about, even if it happened last night. He's not talking to me as the woman who did it last night. He's talking to me as the woman who's reflecting in the moment. So I find that so necessary in relationships. Again, shout out to BJ. Thank you for your podcast and sparking this conversation with me and Denisio because I think it's important to judge your partner less. What do you say? Everything you said happened. <laughs> Factual. Excuse me, let me drink my water. Allegedly. Everything you said happened. Uh, what's interesting is I come from a background of when you're down as a person, they beat you up. Mm, they kick you. Verbally. Mm. So if you... And most people mask that as love. So if you, mm. whatever it is, whether it's something simple as not throwing out the trash or whether it's something as big as you coming home late from curfew. You're the worst kid ever. It was it was <laughs> literally just beat you down. And I was like, well, once I leave this, mm-hmm. I'm not beating nobody down. No matter, I mean, no matter what they did, I mean, you get to a point, but clearly. Can you admit now that that was emotional abuse? Or it can was, you see now? Oh, yeah, sure, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. I was just like, I was like, but, you know, I would sit back as, you know, I would sit back during the scenario and I'd be like, it's 30 minutes. We're so still give me an on example. this? So you come home late, you broke curfew, or you did something as a kid, a teen, and you have the sit on the couch. If you didn't get beat, then you have to, excuse me, you have to sit on the couch and be berated about how much of a disappointment you are, fail you are, plus <laughs> what punishment is coming to you. Hey. Hey, I don't know what we have to do to help you be the best that you are. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh-huh. Your mother work hard. Hard. I work hard. Hard. And you want to come home at 1 a.m. What is that? Huh? Are you messing with gang? Oh, are you messing huh? with gang? Huh? <laughs> this is... No, keep going. And, I need more. Oh, you need, I more. need more. I need All more. Right. I, you sound just like your father. <laughs> are you messing with gang? Are you messing huh? with gang? Is that something you want to do? Huh? You are you Dennis Rodman? You got tattoos on your arm? Huh? We did not come here for you to act like fool, like bush boy. Like bush boy. What the hell is a bush boy? A boy that sits in the bush that Wait, looks to rob people? Mm, more or less or just a loser. Okay. Yeah. So he just chilling in the bush yeah, in just, Africa. Just He's a bush homeless. baby. Just, just He's a bush baby. Doing nothing. Oh, stop yeah. being a bloody wanker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> An hour. An hour of berating. An hour. An hour. Like that is berating. Like, what are you saying? Not nothing. <laughs> what are you saying? Nothing. I know of, I'm in trouble. Nothing. I know of, I disappointed you. Nothing of value. There's been uh, you and I can't I can't say are you finished. I can't say oh, are yeah, you done. Are you disrespectful? I can't say are you complete. I can't say none of that. So I have to just sit there and eat and it. Take it. And and it got to a point one time I just said, It's been an hour. Mm. I got to go to class. And you still got your teeth? Oof. No, no. 
it's been an hour. I got to go to class. Like it wasn't, you know, if I'm going to do something, right. then they'll just relent. Oh yeah, go, 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 go to the job, get the money, oh, go, yes. to, go to work. Don't be late for school. Education and, empo- and employment and, 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 um, the most families of immigrant descent are extremely important. So now let me touch base on the second part, well, which is good. I wanted to ask you, how did that make you feel? Do you remember how that made you feel? Because that's something I can't say. The nothing. whole, the whole, the whole point of me bringing this mm-hmm. up was you don't do that to me. I can't. I can't. Say, I, so yeah. because you went through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. how did it make you feel? I know you. Couldn't it made say me. Anything. It made I feel. Remember? No, I. F- I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a um a muzzle over my mouth. And how does and, having a muzzle over your mouth make you feel? Well, or made you feel? Well, I'm reciprocal. I'm about reciprocity. So if you can talk and say your shit. Why can't I talk and say my shit? But you're not using your feeling words. What did you feel? I felt muzzled. I felt held back. You felt held felt back. Did you feel helpless? I felt helpless. Mm -hmm. Held back. Were your feelings hurt? Were you confused? My feelings weren't hurt. Uh Uh-huh. I was just mad that I couldn't. You were mad. (laughs) I couldn't mad, angry, frustrated that I couldn't just say, you've gotten your point across. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I'm not in a gang. I'm not in whatever. You, you, what you, your, the point of what you're doing has been received 40 minutes ago. Right. This is unnecessary. This is actually hurting my feelings. There you go. But I'm hurting. Not, I'm but helpless. You're not and hurting. addressing. Do you oh. see, even now, with me asking you how you feel, you went to the logic about everything else and it took forever for you to finally say, I feel helpless? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, 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 you don't, no one in the house asks you how's you, how, well, in this house. No, I'm growing up. We're talking about my my mm-hmm. my childhood yeah, now, yeah. So, no feeling as in, are you sick? Feeling. You only were allowed to express your feelings no, if you the, were ill. There was no expressing feelings. If the the in, the in, the um, inquisition, the the inquiry mm-hmm. would be if mom or dad saw you were hunched over, right? Saw that you were woozy. That's the only time you, you're you're ill, right? Feelings. Emotions. Feelings don't pay bills. Mm. Feelings don't get you up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Feelings. But, but feelings, they actually do, though. Feelings don't make you survive. They actually do, though. See, that's not how they're looking at right, it. Right, of course. Again, they, this is not to berate your parents. I love this my is not, in-laws. This is, not how this is just a reality feel, of feel, who... Feel, yeah, sure. Maybe my dad could say, yes, feelings made me uh, a commute, literally, from Ghana through Egypt, through mm-hmm. Morocco, mm-hmm. through Germany. He that's, sure did. That's feelings of wanting a better... Right, so yeah, feelings, right? But when it comes to my kids' uh, feelings, feelings of example, hey, I think the teacher doesn't like me. So what? Shut the hell up and do what the teacher says. What are you doing to make the teacher not like you? Mm. Or hey, uh, I feel, I feel that you know you're you're being mean to me i'm your parent i can be mean to you anytime i want if you don't like it but you can't but you can't this is the different no no no, i know this is different times i don't respect hierarchy parenting both of us came from it though our households were different i came from the same do as it do as i say not as i do um when mommy's mad the whole house is mad and that whole narrative of when mommy's this uh the whole house is this or happy wife happy life that's an emotional manipulation so you telling me that if one person in here is off frequency then we all have to be on eggshells and change our frequency that is manipulation if one person is in charge of how i feel and how i move even though i don't have anything to do with their feelings that 
I'm talking to all parents and I'm talking to all children. If you're listening and you have a parent that's alive or an aunt or an uncle or a sibling or anyone who changes the frequency in your life and expects you to get on their wave, whether you have something to do with their wave or not, that my friends is emotional manipulation and you deserve better. And parents, if you're listening, your children are human beings. They're not your slaves. I'm going to say it again. Your children are human beings. They're not your slave. Yes, you pay the bills in that house, but those bills do not mean that your children don't have needs feelings and thoughts and emotions of their own no i won't have it because i was slave i'm sure sh- don't don't get me started Shovel- on shoveling sweeping mm-hmm. garbage disposal you you name we're it i want our children into our gardeners our janitors we're yeah, turning yeah, them no, into no, our no, nannies for, for my clothes huh? we're also turning them into our husbands and wives some of y'all the way y'all are with y'all sons is the reason why your sons wives and girlfriends will never ever find a place in their lives and some of y'all the way y'all are with your daughters are the reason why they won't ever be happy and satisfied because y'all out here treating them like they your sit that they they your mate no and you treat them like they your therapist too Two things before. Child. Two things before. You, you, you say something. Say child. child. <laughs> two things. Two, thi- two on, things before. On. Shout out to moms. Um, <laughs> you got to give the disclaimer. Yeah, two things. Two things. I was want to touch base on don't, you. Don't I want to touch. I want to touch base on the the uh, old Stephanie, and then I'm going to yes. touch base on my mom. Shout out to moms. She would go a week without speaking to me. <sighs> whatever, whatever I did, whether it was whatever I did to piss her off. My mother went three months without speaking to me. Tanit, hi, you there? You remember that? She would go, yeah, you know, week, month, not, and then turn around one day and be like, hi. <laughs> and be serious. Mm. And guess what? I'd have to eat that. Mm. I literally would have to be like, and, and there, was, there were times where I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm looking at her. And I'm and I got these beady little eyes, and I'm squinting. I'm looking at her, and she's like, "Hey, so you're not going to say hello to me?" And I'm looking at her like, "You expect? Does she realize? Someone? Does she realize it's been a month since she said a word, a word to me? Like literally a word? Wow. Whether whether uh, she was going through her parents' stuff, whether she was going through stuff with her husband, yeah, mind you, whatever, she probably whatever. had a lot yeah, going yeah, whatever on. Whatever she had, still, it had nothing to do with. There you. were times where I knew. Oh, I said that for you. It's cool. No problem. I ain't gonna speak to her about a month. That's cool with me. Hallelujah. But you and got they, used to the pattern. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There was there were times where she would light the fuse, and I'd be like, all right, cool. I don't want to speak to you anyway. Cool, no problem. And there were times where I'm talking about times where I lit the fuse. It was my fault. And there right, were times where still. there were times where it was she was in whatever she was in, and she would come home, and it would be like, ah. You know, that's what I mean. I'm in, I'm in this. Y'all going to deal with it. So let me, let me tell you. That's what I mean about emotional manipulation. So let me bridge it to you. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get to the second thing about you. Bridging it to you is, uh, you want to go a day without speaking to me. And you came to me. I called you. I was like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? There's something off. There's something off. So you like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I came home. I was like, let me tell you something. You came right to me. You said, don't ever do that to me again. I said, let me tell you something. You want, you got, you have some feelings that you want to get off your chest. I found that ironic from the non-feeling Right, right, Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so pick it up, right? So I'm like, if you, if you want to feel a way towards me, all I'm asking is for it. Can I be involved? Mm. That's all I want to know. Can I, I said, I told you, to, I said, my mom used to do that all the time and I will not tolerate it. You sure did. Told you straight to your face. Say I was it like, again. If you, if you have a problem with me. I will not tolerate it. I won't tolerate that if you're just going to sit and just not speak to me at all for a 24 hour week, Oof. two week, two day, 
for what? For all that? No. Then we're not going to be here. For all that? For, for, for what? Like, you're, like like I said, my mom would walk, pot, walk by me. No, act like you're a ghost. Ghost. So I'm just like, whoa. So when you did that, it brought back memories. Memory. Yeah, you were triggered. That's yeah. what, see, that's what triggered it. See, we're out here using uh, words frivolously. We're out here saying we're triggered. We're out here saying I have anxiety. We're out here just throwing these real life traumatic emotional and mental words around when they have real definitions yeah. and real consequences. So what you're describing is when I stopped speaking to you, you felt an automatic connection and that hurt and that scar that your parent and your mom left on you was reopened. I said, nigga, I'm not 16 no more. You sure did. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, daddy. Like, what? She didn't say that. She's a liar. She's a liar. <laughs> no, she didn't did say I that. What did I say? She said, oh, oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know. I was very, I first know. of all, I was very, listen, sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times women who talk all the time, as I do on this podcast, have to be put in their place. And he put me in my place that day. And again, not in a disparaging way, not in a disrespectful way. Straight in a to way the business. that led me to growth and evolution. He didn't judge me for doing what I did because he knew I also got that in my upbringing. He just told me how that wasn't going to work for him. And the second thing is, yes. So there were some things that I was introduced to when I first met you where I had some cause to pause. <laughs> I said I had some cause to pause um listen. and then no 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 let me finish please i am this is i was important. just saying listen yeah, this is important you this is important no, you just... you 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 brought me some things and you were fearful on your own and you always said you always would tell like, me he gonna leave. you always tell me and i would look at you and be like he well you, did you murder anybody no okay, not today cool. am Almost. i am i an accomplice in this no, no. okay then then what is it Let's yeah. let's if let's, anything you were inquisitive like what happened? Yeah, let let's talk about it. And <laughs> and I came from a relationship previous BS before Steph. BS. Uh I came from a relationship where um the lady was easily manipulated. Mm. When I met Steph, I said, Oh, she's not easily manipulated. Absolutely not. She she walks to the beat of her own drum. Mm -hmm. I can I can get with that. And the last thing I want to say is it's sometimes it's hard depending on the person sometimes it's hard to light a fuse in somebody mm -hmm. and say burn that motherfucker down mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard yeah. and then other times you have humans that the fire is already there they just need direction right and they just need to know when to know the, where to burn when the when to put the uh, when to put the burner up when right. to lower it etc right. so when i saw you i said oh that's that's fire, baby. I said, I got to have it, baby. That's, <laughs> I got to. I said, I need that in my corner. She, she's smart. She, she, she funny. She brilliant. She, she don't she, she not gonna get walked on over. And she's, 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 she has book smarts and street smarts. You like? I said, it. I need. I said, I need that in my corner. Now maybe. And then again, and you liked my big breasts. And why yes? And then you, <laughs> you, 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 and maybe, and maybe you get to a point where you're learning these things. You know, I'm learning these things with you, and I say, okay, whatever that is, that's the last straw. But initially, I was like, no, give me, you know, I have, I had limits. But unless you murdered somebody, you know, unless somebody died on your watch, unless I'm an accomplice when I wasn't, you know, wasn't, didn't know. Other than that, I was like, hey, you did something. You, I, I feel great that you feel. Uh, I feel. I feel great that you feel that I'm important enough yeah. to even come to me. From You're day like, one, I, I got telling you I got something to tell you. You you looking at me like you 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 swallowed a mouse, and I'm just looking at you like you gangster. What the hell did you do? <laughs> 
Like, you, you, are we going to jail them all? Like, what do we do? There has I, been a I, few I, times you looked at me like I was crazy. Like, there was one time someone parked in our parking spot and the person kept doing it and I was just frustrated. So I'm like, yo, babe, he like, what? Because he's like, we got to do something. He goes, let's get a pen and write him a note and leave his note. Leave a note on his windshield. Tell him not to park here. I looked at him. I was like, yo, pop the trunk. He said, what? I said, get my bat out the trunk. I'm going to take his side mirrors off. He never going to park here again. This man looked at me like, who are you? 130%. Happens at least once a year. <laughs> where I just got to take a step back, count to 10 and be like, is this the person I met? Is yes. this the person I was she, courting? That's the ratchet side. Is this the person I married? Or is this the person like, is this is this a Sasha Fierce Beyonce, uh, Beyonce kind of moment Listen, where that's it's why I like, call myself the righteous ratchet queen. That's why this is the righteous ratchet podcast because I honor the parts of myself that that are newly developed and the parts of myself that are from the remnants that are from quote unquote the old Stephanie it's that dirt, is still here. Dirty residue. No, it ain't dirty residue. My residue, my residue keeps me and it's kept you. <laughs> my residue has kept me and it's kept you. I've decided that it's, I'm okay with having to honor the parts of me that are still here. I know how to control a lot of things now. I know how to, because of your influence, I know how to value logic first. And here's what's very interesting about Not that. Not at all times, but. Here's what's very interesting about our conversation today and how, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that um, I've had problems uh, with my uh, with expressing my feelings. Yes, I've turned you up. Right? You've turned me down. Okay. I've turned you up. The first week, I, the first couple of months I met you, I, I had no problem telling you how I felt, which is interesting. I know, but I think what happened was in the beginning of our relationship, as we discussed in therapy, we both brought out our representatives like many people do. We both brought out the versions of ourselves that really spoke to what we were attracted to about each other. And that didn't last. And the problem is in which I'm doing a whole entire episode on and I already have it in my notepads um, and my notepad is a lot of the issue is we keep introducing people to parts of ourselves we can't keep up with. Let that resonate for a second. We send our representatives when we're first dating and courting people and we put our best outfits on. We put our best mindsets on. We put our best mask on. We spend our, uh, the, the amount of money that we don't have. We do a lot of things to try to impress people, even subconsciously, even if you weren't doing it on purpose. I was a brazen, bold girl. You brought your brazen, bold side out to meet her, to greet her, to hang with her, to champion the world with her. But that was a part of yourself initially that you couldn't keep up with. I think... Uh um, I think it was a um, I'm going to say something when it's I'm like my dad when it means something logical well I don't want to go logical it so is for, logical let me, I'm going to say something in my opinion I'm, it's logical yeah, 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 that's your opinion I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you how I feel mm -hmm. I feel I feel that when I meet this girl, very beautiful, and I decide to uh, be a good, you know, good guy and say, "Hey, I'm gonna pick you up from work." And then uh, you happen to call me, and it, you happen to know, you realize that my friend is with me in the car on the way to get you because I need to do an errand with him, and you completely I lost my shit. Uh, lost your shit, and I was adamant that I wanted to tell you that, hey, okay, you're upset. I don't think you have a reason to be upset. You're Girl. upset. Yeah, well, we can debate that on a different day. We've been day. debating that for 10 years. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you're upset, and that's fine, but 
uh, there are ways to uh, communicate that upset. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to berate me and have me feel like less of a man you want to be or triggered. a boy mm-hmm. well, that's probably what you are happened. triggered yeah okay, sure. every time anytime you now that i know that in hindsight every time you were very direct with me is because you were triggered and that makes sense it correlated the way i was treating you how i acted whether it was a sign of treatment whether i was flipping off whether i was berating you it was a correlation to little dennis sitting on that couch in that bedroom or whatever i call it the pause button and i don't press the pause button lightly but when i do i want to press it and have it mean something Agreed. so when i mention hey you talking to me ain't gonna work it's like that like i was like uh did i have sex with your sister <laughs> Did I sleep with your fr- your friend last night? Did I did I literally and you were like no and I was like okay you're talking to me like that's the case. If you want to I mean if you, if it's not even me like I'm cool you know I, I think you're great but down I the line yeah I, I was like I think you're great but down the line no man's going to want to deal with that kind of that, that I kind disagree, of disagree, but wait, wait, you disagree with what exactly? That no man's going to want to deal with that kind of venom. There's some men who are, tra- are turned on by that. Okay. Okay. Let me just be, let me clear it, clear it up here. Okay? And maybe that's not emotionally healthy this, for them to be turned Okay. But it does. Why are you throwing shit? Because well, I'm angry at the <laughs> sentiment. One. Just because two, it's not healthy doesn't mean they won't be attracted to it. Two, 100%. Be attracted to it. It's not healthy. Mm-mm. Someone call your, someone calling you a dirty motherfucker because you picked up your friend. No goddamn dirty you mother. That's pi- what I said to you? Why are you throwing something? I'm flashing back. PTSD. I see. There are not enough. Give me my water top. There's not Thank enough you. bleeps <laughs> to cover what you were relaying to me about how you felt I disrespected you. And I felt you could have communicated that. I agree. In a different way. I so sure I said, have. pause button. Hey, boo boo. This ain't just for me. I said, if we don't make it past tomorrow, cool. You I think you're great. You just can't be talking to people like you that. You just can't be talking to people like that. I don't care who it is. That's not the way. Didn't I tell you you were the first guy? And this is what I'm trying to tell you. When you're like, you're not going to get with a man. I was with, yes. I never had a problem with men. And I talked to them just like that. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You were the only one who said something to me about that. You're Because you're not the type of guy like me who came from where I came from. Though you lived in New York, you lived on the side of the Bronx, you had a two-family house, you had a mother and father in your house, one was driving to Benz, one was doing this, you were a private school. You 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 didn't come from the hood of New York like I did, like the guys I was dating did, so they didn't see an issue with the way that I was talking. They would talk back to me the way that I talked to them. You very, were the- very healthy, by the way. What's up, dirty motherfucker? Well, fuck you too, bitch. Well, fuck you. All you want, you want... Wait, who are you talking to? You're talking Wait, to you. Take yourself fool. It, it, it yeah. literally could be a. It, it could start as endearing, and then all of a sudden well, somebody's like. It was never like, endearing. It was just rude yeah. and disrespectful. Yeah. And I'm not in denial about that. Yeah. But I think you, being a male unicorn, um, here with my beautiful soul unicorns, you don't understand a lot of your unicorness. You don't understand that a lot of things that you say or do or your upbringing and the values and morals that you have and the way you move, a lot of people don't move the same way, which is a good and a bad thing because sometimes you don't relate and you think other people are the crazy ones and no one's crazy. We just have different methods of operandi. So in closing, I'm going to say uh, you're 100% right. We are all we are all different human beings 
and we all have uh, work to do when it comes to our feelings, Absolutely. expressing them and mm-hmm. communicating them. Mm-hmm. I want the record to show you got another, you, you have a couple things on this episode I want you to take with you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The first is the life coach. Coach Stephanie of BLCNY.org said she will not leave Denisio destitute. I want you to write it down, <laughs> put it in a memo mark pad. Say it in your mother's it, voice. Say mark it on the wall. Mark it on the wall. Or uh, Facebook, mark it in Facebook, somewhere where you can find it, first and foremost. I have a sound bite. Secondly, I want to say thank you again to uh, you listeners. You guys are awesome. To Coach Stephanie for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Um, I you could have invited anyone else on this world in this world, but you invited the kid. I appreciate that. And if in the event you need a videographer to record a birthday party, uh, an event, or you need a, a photographer, you want a photographer, you're a, a good photographer for your event. Um, I am great. I am the greatest. Oh. I have great. Yeah, you got it. You got it. It's called Trumpism. No, it's called DJ Khaled. I'm amazing. Oh, you can do that too. You can do that. You can. But I'm not. Yeah. I mean, there's a line to go. Like I'm not. You know. But I do what I do, and I do it very well. Yeah. All the pictures you like. So I can say. Yeah. So I can. I do what I do. Whatever I do, I do it well. And I think uh, I'd be great for your brand. So hit me up, Denicio Shoots. D D E N I C I O Shoots. That's on the. Twitter and the gram. I got a couple of uh, samples up there. Also, denisioshoots.com. You can go there and take a look at stuff. But thanks again. I appreciate it. Until we meet again. Er- <laughs>